Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. all go about our day unconsciously avoiding things that are unpleasant to us. Obviously, we don't want to do things that we don't like. And ironically, a lot of times those things you are avoiding might be what would make you wealthier, what might make you healthier, develop better relationships, make better choices with dates. But the avoidance is what keeps you stuck and what keeps you stuck is the head trash that's roaming around in your brain. Now, what is head trash? I mean, this is a term that's been kind of loosely talked about, but head trash is the negative thoughts, feelings, or emotions you have and assumptions you make about them. And they are your beliefs. So like your head trash is different than other people's head trash. You might share head trash, but you know, it's, the truth that causes the stress and the emotional triggers is what's important. It could be anger, control, fear, insecurity, guilt, paranoia. And I see this play out all the time in dating and relationships. So just to give you an example, I recently began working with a woman who is constantly getting stuck in the friend zone. And if those of you who don't know what the friend zone gal is, I encourage you to listen to my five dating archetypes episode to hear more about it. But basically women like her are seen as nice gals, but they're more like a friend. And for this particular client, she complained that she rarely got past the first date or so and often got the feedback from men that she's great, but there just wasn't any chemistry. And she heard this because she used a matchmaker and that was the repetitive theme. And she was baffled because in general, she told me she was very social. She had a lot of friends. She had no problem talking to men. In fact, when she was on these dates, she thought that the conversations were going really well. They would last a long time. She would drive the conversations, had a variety of topics and interests. So of course, as you know me, I did a little detective work. And as we were unraveling her history and challenges around dating, she revealed that she didn't really like to embody her sex appeal on dates. And that is something that men had to earn. So as soon as she said that, yeah, I kind of uh, globbed onto that. And I said to her, well, what is it that you think, you know, turning on your sexuality or sex appeal is about for you? And she's like, well, I hate flirting. And when I see women flirt, I absolutely cringe. And so I asked her what her definition of flirting was, and she described it as highly sexualized behavior, making googly eyes at men and acting dumb. And so there we uncovered her head junk or head garbage, right? The very thing that triggered her showing her flirtatious, sexy side caused an emotional stress response. And that was keeping her stuck in the friend zone. In fact, she said that she probably wears an invisible cloak on dates so that men can't see that side of her. And the very thing she wanted, which was to progress on dates, was also the thing she feared. And this was linked, of course, to her upbringing and messaging around femininity and sexuality. And I won't go into all that, but 
we talked about how her definition of flirting and femininity was different than what other people thought. And I reminded her of the true definition of it. And I always go over this, but just to repeat, the, the flirting is all about you know, not getting attached to the outcome. It's to behave as though you are attracted to somebody without the serious intention of an outcome. And she was getting too attached to that outcome with her association, with her head junk. So I invited her to think of it being playful and not getting attached to the outcome and practice telling stories rather than business conversations on dates, which she was doing. And of course, I had her practice wearing more dresses. You know that I do that. <laughs> I always have people put on their date costumes. And so flirting and leaning with her femininity was the key to dumping her head trash. And I'm happy to report that she has started to get asked out beyond the first date and without fear. So with me today is a guy who is going to help me take out the head trash. And that will help you get unstuck and find love. He is known as the Power Habits Mentor and is famous for helping entrepreneurs get rid of head trash and make more money. He is the only author in history to have works published by Hay House, Harper Columns, Simon & Schuster, the list goes on and on and on. He also appears frequently in the news worldwide, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Parade Magazine, Entrepreneur.com, and the Huffington Post. Welcome, Noah St. John. Hi. Hey, Kim. Great to be here today with you. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so happy that you are a man taking out the trash today. Um, <laughs> I really, hate, I hate doing it. But, you know, there's, there, it, I feel like I have a partner in crime now to help people with this topic. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I've been doing it for a very long time, Kim. And Let's face it, there's a lot of trash out there that needs to be taken out. Yes, and it stinks often. Um, so well, before we dive into that, I wanted to, I know you and I talked, we, we met at um, an event that we had together and we had such a like great conversation and I think we even shared some stories about our personal life, but I, I'd love to find out more on like what got you into this whole field that you're in right now and, and a little bit more of what you do. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood, and I know that's a total cliche, but I, it's totally true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which just happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England, but my family was dirt poor. And I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure. So oh from gosh. a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots. The haves was everyone else in the community, the have-nots was my family. Now, you hear these stories all the time. You know, speakers get on stage. And they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor because my <laughs> mother reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So it wasn't, no, it wasn't fun. It <laughs> so, you know, I, I hated that life of poverty and fear and lack and not enoughness. That's what I experienced, you know, in my family growing up. But I saw that right down the street, there was great wealth and abundance. So I said, it doesn't have to be this way. And so, you know, when people meet me, Kim, they often uh, say, and I, and I take this as a compliment now, that I'm probably the nerdiest nerd in the industry, the personal and business growth industry, because, you know, when there's a problem and there's an issue, I just have to solve it. I have to get down to the molecular level and fix it, solve it. And I just can't rest until something, you know, if something's wrong, if people are having a problem or if I'm having an issue, I just have to solve it. And so I've always been that way, even as a little kid. 
So, you know, as a nerd, I did the only thing that I could do or th thought that I could do in that situation, which was I went to the library and started reading a lot of books on it. I started reading books on personal growth, self-help, success, you know, the classics, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill. And, you know, right. I really, really tried to get them to work, but I just couldn't seem to get them to work. I, I was working hard, but I was really frustrated. I found myself in a bunch of survival jobs just to pay the bills. And, you know, at the age of 25, I was so frustrated and been depressed for a very long time. Uh, at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide. I decided to take my own life because I didn't see any way out. Well, at the very last moment, my life was spared. I, I share that full story in my books and in my online programs. But anyway, long story short, I, when that happened, I decided to devote the rest of my life to serving God and serving humanity as best I could while I was still here on the earth. There was only one problem. I still didn't know I was here on the earth. And so, mm. I had to then go, I decided to go on a, another journey. This one, more of a spiritual journey, more of an inner journey. I started reading books by the spiritual thinkers of our time, Ernest Holmes, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Neil Donald Walsh, and, and thinkers and speakers, authors, thought leaders like that. Anyway, so long story short, it was another five years that, uh, and then in 1997, I actually had uh, two epiphanies that um, really changed my life. And led me to launch my company, uh, which is called successclinic.com. And unbeknownst to me, I accidentally <laughs> and really unknowingly launched one of the very first personal and business growth websites on the internet back in 1997, over two decades ago. Um, and if you, anybody remembers being online in 1997, remember that? I do. It was basically just me and Al Gore back then. But anyway, um, the point is that, you know, uh, People would just find me and, and uh, they would start to, you know, they'd hire me as a coach or they'd read my books or get my programs. And long story short, again, fast forwarding um, now, you know, all these years later, over two decades now, you know, we've helped our coaching clients to add collectively over $2.7 billion, you know, in sales, meaning we've helped uh, entrepreneurs, we've helped uh, celebrities, athletes, CEOs, working moms and dads, um, you know, uh, also kids, teenagers. But we've helped people to start their business, grow their business, you know, become better leaders, better people, um, attract more happiness, well-being, peace of mind. And we've helped people add six, seven, and, and yes, even eight figures to their business. And also we've helped people to find love. We've helped to save many marriages. Uh, and we've also, many people have told me that, you know, they've read my books or gone, uh, gone to my events or taken one of my programs and decided not to take their own life. So mm -hmm. it's really come... I guess you could say full circle, you know, from a very uh, dark place uh, to yeah. a place that we've really been able to help a lot of people around the world. So it's really been uh, quite a journey. God, what a beautiful story. And, and it's really inspirational because I think, you know, no matter where anyone comes from, we all, we have all had periods of adversity for ourselves, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to see your way out of it. I wondered, cause you know, we're going to talk about this whole notion of getting rid of the head trash. Like back then when you were in those dark places and moments, what was your head trash and how did you get past it? Well, my head trash was, you know, basically I don't want to be here on the earth. That was really what it was. It was, I don't want to be here. What's the point? Now, I do want to mention something, which is, a, it might sound uh, like it's silly, but it's, this is actually an important point. When I, you know, this was back in the 80s when I graduated high school and in the early 90s, um, you know, and, and when I 
when I was 25 years old, it was 1992 when that happened to me. So this was long before the internet really became the internet as of course we know it today. And even in 1997, when I started successclinic.com, it was of course nothing like we know it today. There was no Facebook, YouTube, social media. There was no blogging, no, no nothing like we have today. It's print on demand books and all on and on and on. So um, the point is that, you know, at that time I just didn't see any way out. I was doing all those survival jobs, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. basically I would just be, you know, working at these places and, and just saying to myself, is this all there is to life? I mean, th- mm-hmm. this sucks. And this is not what I wanted. This is not what my dream was, you know, to, to, to do this type of work that I felt just, I wanted to reach people at a, in a, on a global scale. I really wanted to help people in a big way. Cause of course I've been reading all these books as I talked about, and I wanted to be an author. I wanted to be a speaker and a writer and a coach, but I didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> I didn't know what to write about. Yeah. And I, and of course, there was no real training back then on how to become an author or an expert like we have today. I mean, everybody and their brother says they could teach you how to be an expert. And so, you know, but there was none of that back then. So the point I'm making is what this means for everyone listening is that I want people to realize that, you know, right now with so much uncertainty and things going on in the world, that there is there there is not just hope, but there is a system. There's a framework. And that's one of the reasons we've helped our clients not just make money, but also start their business, grow their business, find love, lose weight. Uh, we've helped, you know, teens and parents and CEOs and executives of all, all across the board and, you know, the health industry, chiropractors, dentists, and on and on and on. My point being is that I want people to realize that, you know, if they're feeling frustrated, they're feeling fear, if they're feeling anxiety and worry, I do want people to realize that there is a way out of that and you don't have to succumb to that fear. So how do they do that? <laughs> I'm sure like, so tell us more. No, no I'm and especially in relation to love. And I don't know if, if even you had some personal tips along the way, cause I, I'm, I'm with your head trash and your story, like how did you find love and how do you guide people to get, you know, take the trash out of their head so that they are unstuck? Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, that's one of the things that I talk about in, in all of my books. And we do have a free book offer for your all of your listeners. Oh, probably. awesome. I want to mention. Um, do you want me to talk about that? I can just say that now if you want. Yeah, you can say that now and I'll remind people at the okay. end for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for everyone listening, you can just go to freeheadtrashbook.com. So we're talking about how to get rid of your head trash. So I have uh, one of my books, one of my most recent books called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. And of course, we all know that money is a very emotional topic, not just in your business life or in your career, but also in your relationships. Last yeah. time I checked, you know, uh, d- the number one cause of divorce is arguments about money. You know, so mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge topic. So anyway, it's freeheadtrashbook.com. Very easy to remember. Freeheadtrashbook.com. And you can get the book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money for free. Just We just ask you to cover the shipping, but because you're listening to this program, you can get it free. Freeheadtrashbook.com. So in my books... When we, one of the things we talk about is about identifying your head trash. This is one of the really important things. It sounds so simple, but it's really powerful. So I'll give you a quick example from one of my clients. Um, I was speaking at a conference. Uh, it was actually a network marketing conference. I do a lot of training for network marketing companies as well as entrepreneurs and, and businesses and organizations around, you know, around the country and around the world. And so um, this woman came out to me, her name was Sheila, and she was very skeptical. She's like, ah, you know, this sounds great, but yeah, I kind of heard it all before. And, you know, I could tell that she'd kind of done a lot of things. And she told me she'd spent a lot of money on all these different programs and stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, I understand you're skeptical because maybe you're not 
where you want to be in life. And, and she told me a little bit about her story that she was making about $5,000 a month in her business, which is you know pretty darn good. You know, a lot of people like to be at 5,000 a month, but she really wanted to do more. She knew she could do more. She was smart, motivated, you know, really wanted all those things. So she ended up actually signing up for, you know, one of my coaching programs. And one of the exercises that I do with all my coaching clients and all of your listeners can do this right now is the mm -hmm. first thing is you can just write down, well, what is your head trash? You know, what are the beliefs that are holding you back? So one of the ways that I teach this is you want to write it in terms of number one is, well, what is it you're going for? Like, think about it like driving your car. Right. So when you're driving your car, most people don't just get in their car, drive around in circles and then, you know, go home. I mean, that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? You're just going around in circles. But that's what a lot of people are doing in their lives and in their in their business and in their relationships. They're just driving around in circles. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't really know their destination. And so just like in a car. Right. You you generally don't get around, get in your car and go around in circles. You know where you're going. Like even if you're just going down the street to get some groceries, you have a destination and you have a reason for going there. Right. Well, that's what we need to do in our life and in our business and in our relationships. What are, where am I going and why? Right. So I had her write that down. So all of you can do that right now. And then the second thing you can Wait, do. Before you move on, Noah, yeah. actually, this is a really good point. I want to just highlight this because the thing that I find a lot of my clients are that that driving in circles <laughs> is something that so many people do, but they don't even realize they're in a circle. Like right. they think they're going straight, totally. but they're actually in the same loop over and over again. So I see this with, you know, clients who keep attracting narcissists or emotionally unavailable people, or, you know, it's the patterns that we see over and over again. And they think they're, they're taking a new path and taking a new road. But the truth is, is that they're stuck in a loop in a circle. So I love that. That's exactly right. And so I, you know, so I had her do that. And then the, the second part of this exercise is you can look at, okay, so what are my beliefs about my ability to reach my destination? Now, when we look at head trash, you know, and this is one of the things I talk about all the time, whether I'm coaching $50,000 clients or I'm speaking at a live event or, or virtual event or in my books and programs, I say, listen, your head trash is the voice in your head that says, I can't do it because... Dot, dot, dot. I can't mm -hmm. do it because I'm too old. I can't do it because I made too many mistakes. I can't do it because I don't have the time. I can't do it because I never meet the right person. I can't do it because I'm a Martian. I mean, whatever your, your head <laughs> is, right? That might be hard, actually. That might, you know what I'm saying? The point is, we <laughs> yeah. all have these excuses, these reasons of, well, Noah, you don't understand. Well, yeah, sure, it's easy for you because oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, mm -hmm. right, it's easy for me. Yeah, I, I was you know, I decided to commit suicide. So you're right. It's just been very easy for me. Right. That's one of the reasons I share that story, Kim. So I, I want people to realize probably nobody listening to this program has had, you know, was in that or is right now, hopefully not in that bad of a situation as I was. That's one of the reasons that I want people to realize, you know, what this means for you is that no matter where you are, no matter how bad it seems, you can get out of it. You just have to start to take action, right? You can't, mm -hmm. you really can't think your way out of it. You do have to act. You do have to take action. So that was what Sheila did. You know, like she was skeptical, but she decided to act and, you know, hire me as her coach. So the point is we started to do that. And then she started to look at why she didn't think she could get it. And, you know, there were a lot of reasons, uh, you know, whatever they were, it doesn't really matter. But the point is she looked at it and she said, wow, I didn't even realize I've been thinking that. See, this is one of the big, big awarenesses for people. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in my live events or my coaching is to say, wait a minute, 
the first step of transformation is awareness. Mm-hmm. Meaning, mm-hmm. if you're not even aware of something, how can you possibly change it? The answer is you can't, right? You have to become aware yes. of something. In fact, one of my coaching clients years ago said to me, Noah, you know, as we were doing this work, you know, as we were doing all this inner game work and all, you know, getting rid of the head trash that you teach, it was like you turned a light on in a room that had been dark my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I said, actually, that's exactly what it is. Because think about it, you know, for everyone listening to this program right now, think about this. Let, you know, let's say wherever you are in your, in your home or in your office, or maybe if you're in a car or whatever you may be right now, just imagine that you were in, you know, your home and you, uh, you know, you have your, your, your furniture and everything as, as normal, but all of a sudden all the lights went out and you couldn't see anything. And somebody comes into your home and says, okay, now it's time to rearrange the furniture. Now, how successful are you going to be at that, right? Probably not very because you can't see what you're doing. But imagine if I come in and I turn on the light and I say, okay, now we can rearrange the furniture. You're like, oh, there's a coffee table. There's the, there's the ottoman. Now I can I don't have to hit my shins. You see what I mean? Oh so my gosh, like yes. With our wait, beliefs. wait, wait. Can I just go off of that visualization yes. for a second? Because it's really weird. And, and mm-hmm. you don't even know this, but I, I talk about what you just said all the time. I call it the matrix. You know, you can call what you will. Like you put on a different pair of goggles and you're in the same world, but everything looks different, right? Right. And so I call it the dating matrix or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But with your example of what you just said, to to piggyback off of that is that it's the same room. That's what's so fascinating. So we're changing the perspective. We're not changing the room. You're, you're changing the perspective and you're moving the furniture around. And, and so that's your mm-hmm. approach. You might be changing the way you go about the room and the way the room looks. But when the light goes on, you're in the same room. You're just seeing it a little different. And then all of a sudden that table that was in the left-hand corner is right in front of you. And you're like, oh, I didn't notice that table before. <laughs> so that awareness is so huge when it comes to change. So I just wanted to highlight that. Exactly. So as we started to go through that, I mean, those kind of aha moments, those epiphanies were happening for Sheila. Yep. So long story short, what happened was, you know, as a result of doing all of this work and really showing her how to what I call master your inner game, the inner game of success, the inner game of business. And of course, you know, the inner game of really just living. What I realized or what happened was as a result of doing this work, you know, her business went from to where she was making $5,000 a month and working really, really hard to where she's now making $75,000 a month and more, 75000 wow. And she's working less. So that's what she told me. She says, Noah, you know, what's so nice is not only am I, you know, able to take my family on vacations and, you know, pay cash for all these amazing things that we're able to do now, but I'm actually working less to make 75000 a month than I was to make $5,000 a month. Now I'm not that great at math, but that's a 15 times increase, 1500% increase. And all that happened in less than a year, just because I was able to show her how to get rid of her head trash. That is awesome. And I can only imagine too, just using that concept, Mm -hmm. how that would also create abundance in love. And in, in people's like dating opportunities, you know, like if you're only having one date a month or one date every three months. What if we use the same concept that you just said and apply that to dates, you know, like with money, how abundant the life would be for you when it came to love. But it's, yeah, it's like turning on the light, shifting the furniture around and <laughs> exactly. seeing it all different. Well, exactly. And, and I'm a great example of that too, personally, because, you know, 
as uh, when I started uh, my company, successclinic.com, in my college dorm room in 1997 with $800 and a book on how to do HTML, I had no self-esteem at all because I'd you know, just been going through all that stuff that I've been going through my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, had that suicide experience that happened, you know, f- just five years earlier. So I still had very low self-esteem. So uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, in, a, in uh, the year 2000, I got into a very, I would say, mentally abusive relationship with a woman who really treated me very badly. Mm-hmm. And I just took it. Uh, and I took it for four and a half years, which is which is embarrassing to admit at this point because, you know, I'm supposed to know better. But um, I really didn't have the support system in place. This is one of the things that we talk about all the time, how crucial it is to have a support system. And I really didn't have one. Even though I was teaching about it, I didn't have one in place. So um, I left that that woman and um, ended up $40,000 in debt because she put me in a lot of debt. I'd never had credit card debt in my life. Oh, wow. uh, But she put me in a lot of debt. And so... Uh, after that experience, I realized I'm driving around in circles. You know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm attracting the the wrong person over and over again. And mm-hmm. so I sat down and I wrote down, what do I want in a woman? Well, I want her to be beautiful and sexy. And I want her to be shorter than me because I'm not that tall and I have a big male ego. So I want to look cool in pictures. So she's <laughs> got to be shorter than me. Um, she's got to have a you know beautiful figure. She's got to be smart. She got to be, um, I don't like tattoos. I don't uh, want someone who drinks wine or drinks coffee. And I'm, I mean, I'm going all this whole list. And after I wrote it, I said, well, that's impossible. I literally got to the end of the list. I said, well, that's, it's impossible. You're never going to find that person. So I'm like, well, okay, well, that's what I want. Well, too bad, but that's what I want. So I kind of put the list away and then uh, through a wait, series. Wait, can of- I ask you a question? That the, the yeah. words that you just said, that's impossible. Was that the head trash? Absolutely. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, I said, I heard it. I mean, I probably right. said it out loud. Even right, I was right. like, well, that's impossible. <laughs> I probably Dream on buddy. Cause forget yeah, okay. that. Just, I mean, just to be clear. What the I don't know what planet you're on, but this is not, this, you're not going <laughs> to find I mean, I literally said it's impossible. I said, forget it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then, <laughs> then I started to, you know, look at that and, and, you know, do the work that I'm talking about. Anyway, so long story short, I uh, ended up, you know, making money. I finally learned how to make money online, which is, you know, that's another conversation about how to make money online. But I did that and I was able to, you know, move. uh, I just had this sort of intuition to move to Ohio because a friend of mine said it would be fun to move to Ohio. So I'm like, Ohio, fun, Ohio, fun. Mm, Not getting that. Uh, But there was. (laughs) It was just something inside of me. You ever you ever have those 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 intuitions, just that inner knowing, and you're like, this doesn't make any sense at all, mm-hmm. any logical sense, but you just do it anyway. Well, that's what happened, and I found myself here in Ohio uh, uh, in 2007, and I knew one person, this friend of mine named Scott. Well, Scott introduced me to a friend of his, and that that friend introduced me to this gorgeous blonde named Babette, and now. She's my wife. And she meets all those criteria that I literally said was impossible. And so, is she, oh my God. And so is she shorter than you too? She's, I just look at the pictures online. She's shorter. Oh I'm like, my oh, God. <laughs> See, and I mean, she's just this little petite. She's gorgeous. And I mean, she's smart. She's hardworking. She doesn't drink, you know, she doesn't drink. Cause I'm, I'm a teetotaler. I've always been a teetotaler. So I just, I didn't want somebody to drink. I mean, just finding somebody who doesn't drink coffee is impossible, you know, said, I, you know, that's what I heard in my head. I'm like, that she doesn't drink coffee. She doesn't drink wine. She's, you know, teetotal like me. I'm wow. like, oh my God, it's great. I'm like, 
about that? I didn't think it was possible. So I like, I just want to share that story for everybody that out there. That is a great story. Yo, possible. yes, yes. And you turn that impossibility, the head trash into possibility. Mm-hmm. And right. here you are. And I just, you know, as you were talking about your story, I was kind of going through your steps that you just mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like you wrote down all the things and the beliefs and then mm-hmm. you had, you know, Oh my God, I can't. There's no way. That's impossible. And then you took action. And that's right. look at you now. So aw. well, and that's what I, I want to share with people is yeah. don't listen to your head. Your head will probably trap talk you out of this because your head yeah. is what I'm talking about. Your head trash. That's the guy that says, no, 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 just do it all the way you've always done it. Well, guess what? If you do it the way you always done it, you're gonna get what you always got. So we gotta do something different. And usually it's a thing that doesn't make any sense to you. Yes. Ah. Oh. And that's like a beautiful way to end this. Cause I was just going to say, do you have any parting words of wisdom? But that was very wise. <laughs> no, I thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome. Do you have any other like, you know, last mentions or, you know, again, remind people how to find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just uh, remind everybody freeheadtrashbook.com, freeheadtrashbook.com. Very easy to remember. That is my book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money How to Avoid the Three Big Money Mistakes Even Smart People Make. And yes, this definitely will affect your relationships. Um, your relationship with money is a very important relationship. So freeheadtrashbook.com. And then my website is just my name, noahstjohn.com, N O A H S T J O H N, just like it sounds, noahstjohn.com. And be sure to contact me and, or, uh, and find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, social media, and make sure you tell me that you heard me here on Kim's show and uh, just love to connect with all of you out there. Yeah, you're not hard to find. That that's for sure. So anybody who Google's Noah St. John, you will find him everywhere, and you'll see him pictured with a lot of celebrities too. Um, again, it was awesome having you on, and I just want to highlight too that there is a strong relationship between money and love, and what shows up in one area of your life often leaks into others. So this is all intertwined and all really cool stuff. And of course, this has been the Charisma Quotient and I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in as always. And definitely get Noah's book, get rid of your head trash about free money at uh, freeheadtrashbook.com. And to really help you pinpoint where your roadblocks are, if you really want help with this on a personal level in terms of your love life and help taking out the trash in your head, I would love to help. Hop on a personal breakthrough call with me and follow the link in the show description so I can help you get there too. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 